This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and friendship. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. When ancient magic starts to stir, three unlikely heroes find themselves embroiled in a quest much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Hello, and welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. It's a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast for the Curio Network. This one is the one where I introduce it like this. Woof woof, I'm a, a, a golden retriever. That's I'm Ben McAllister, and that's my favourite kind of dog. This one's about favourite kinds of dogs. So let's go around and introduce ourselves and our favourite kinds of dog. Oh, well, there you go. Um, well, uh, I am Jackson Usid, and uh, no surprise, a bit biased, probably a blue staffy, I'd say, my favourite dog. Oh, like your mm. wonderful young man. My wonderful young man. Bit of nepotism there. Yeah. You also neglected to woof woof. I think that's heartbreaking. But anyway, uh, woof woof, I'm... Yeah, can we get a woof real quick? Can yeah. we get a woof? A woof woof. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Lean in. Is the sound of you seducing a dog. Anyway, the furries are going to go nuts for this woof. one. <laughs> yeah, come to the um, show. Woof, woof. I'm Thomas Owen, and my favorite kind of dog is a pug. Oh, oh little pug boy. Mm-hmm. What is it about the pug that you like? They're really cute, and they're squishy, and they make funny faces, and they make funny noises. Yeah, nice. I don't think I've ever heard a funny pug noise. It's all the thing. It's, it's when they're, because they're like genetically so fucked up. So when they try and breathe, it's very uh, funny to hilarious. hear them, <laughs> to hear them choking on their own. Yeah. Also when they, yeah, they die of asphyxiation, usually it kind of sounds like a clown riding around and honking his horn. So it's very, very funny sound. <laughs> meow, meow. My name is Grace Chapel and I love foreign trade. <laughs> Hey, a callback. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, that's good. But Grace, what is your favorite kind of dog? Um, do you hate dogs, Grace? I do hate dogs. Whoa. And I, but I don't want that to go on the podcast because I think the dog lover is going to come for me. Yeah, I might, Grace. So I'm going to say <laughs> yeah. my favorite dog is probably what's like the really little ones. What the fuck? Like, do you eat Chihuahua? No, like, no, like, like a, what about okay. like a Dachshund? Like a little sausage dog? No? No. No? A little saucy boy. little stupid idiot sausage. Like a French bulldog? No. I don't care for dogs. You don't care for dogs? <sighs> I'm, I'm. Did you not have a dog? I'm chaotic yeah. evil, baby. That's what you sound like now, Grace. <laughs> Grace, I've never been more disappointed in you. And next time you come to Perth, <laughs> you can't stay here. Aww. Oh. So, um, something we have to address here is that we've been running a fan art competition, and it's now over. Oh, no. And I have, I have some submissions for you all. Oh, whoa. But whoa. one of them was sent to me on a Tweedo. So, we're not going to pick the winner, but I just wanted to read this out, because that's right, it is poetry. <laughs> and it, it lends itself to the audio medium. What? Uh, so, here are some poems... Written by a person who used a pseudonym. Uh, the, the pseudonym is Richard Romer, 
which is Al Pacino's character from Glengarry Glen Ross. So I definitely saw through that one. Don't um, don't think you can fucking get me there. Um, also sounds like a rich aroma, which I love as well. Yeah, a rich aroma of Richard Roma. <laughs> Do you, um, do you think it's Al Pacino? So before we start the show, I want to I make it clear. This is not us choosing the winner. There's, there's five like haikus. There's, there's, yeah. There are five, five haikus. haikus. How about I read you one of them? And then you can, just as a teaser. Okay, yeah, tease me. Okay, here's a teaser. Gross infiltration. Breathing the sewer water. Hate the fish people. <laughs> Oh, that's so good! <clears throat> right? It. Isn't it fucking yeah. great? Oh. <laughs> that's pretty marvelous. There are four oh. more in this document from Richard Romer, pseudonym. I think it might be Al Pacino. Um, it's probably Al Pacino. Hey, let's start the show after that little haiku teaser. Oh, so good. Okay. After what's probably our cleanest intro in a while, uh, how about we Penis. make it make it dirty, make it filthy with a bit of a recap. <laughs> When we last left our heroes, they had narrowly escaped a confrontation at Espera, Jody's former home. They had travelled there to rendezvous with Garrick and the rest of their friends, but were soon ambushed by a host of the King's forces, along with their nemesis, Esme. After a brief discussion in which Esme revealed that Maleficus was on his way to do something which could spell doom for everyone, the party escaped and found themselves once again lost in the web. A Cine transport tube arrived at their location and took them under remote control, rocketing north to an unknown destination. Along the way, each of the party experienced something affecting. Jody learned of a mysterious package left for him at Espera, addressed from his old friend, Tress. Drosilia had a series of visions featuring a number of robed figures walking down a corridor. And Duncan had a vision relating to a strange semi-constructed obelisk that they passed in the web. Eventually, they arrived at a raging web storm, a silent region of blurry space in which black glass rained down. Once they had braved the storm and found their way to its eye, they were confronted by a terrifying sight, a Cine obelisk being guarded by a gigantic monster composed of goo and obsidian. That brings us to right now. No, pe- penis, penis inspection day? You guys remember penis inspection day, right? Oh. <laughs> Such a challenging idea. <laughs> In high school, when you all had to go into gym and the gym teacher would come oh, and inspect now, penis to make sure it was now, in Mel <laughs> developing properly. In Mel Gibson's Gallipoli, um, is there a moment where like the, all the soldiers line up and they have to do a short arm inspection? Which is like a euphemism for like penis inspection. Is that a real thing? Did I make that up? I don't remember that. I don't. I haven't seen the movie. <sighs> Does a cat walk in, being like meow meow? I'm international trade. Because no. I think you dreamt that sequence. <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm gonna have to Google it and find out if short arm inspe- inspection is a real thing that the army did all the time. Now the real question, Jackson, is: Was that a sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare? <laughs> I watched it in, like, year seven for school. I'm sure I would remember. They would show you nudity for the Anzacs. St. Mary's would have cut out all of the penises. There was not a line of dicks in the film Gallipoli. Are you sure? (laughs) There may have been an implied line of dicks. The term short arm inspection is a military euphemism referring to the routine medical inspection of male soldiers' penises. That has proven nothing. Okay. I don't know. I'm convinced. 
Well, we know that's a real thing. So yeah. either I had Googled that in my own time. And then found um, it. Okay. Let's start this shit, motherfuckers. Roll initiative for me. It's happening. Oh. Weren't we talking about something? Goodness me. 19. I rolled natural one and I blame you, Benjamin. <laughs> I'm getting some water. <laughs> 16. Chelsea out in front. Pew, pew. What do you call it when a girl baby is sick of a brand's shit and doesn't buy their stuff anymore and then goes to bed? I hate these jokes. I hate them so much. I'm done with them. After a month of them, I'm done. <clears throat> what do you call it? He's on. back. We can roll on. <sighs> Thank God. Girl caught. That's not funny. Um, okay, so here's the situation. You guys have just walked out of this, uh, I guess you'd call it an annulus or a toroid, which is to say it's kind of like a donut, a donut-shaped web storm <laughs> surrounding a small clearing at the eye of the storm where there is an obelisk in the and a giant horrifying of the blue monster. <laughs> yes. Yes, Tom, you're deep in the annulus and there's a big pointy thing in it. That's yeah. right. Um, so, surrounded by and- the silent rectum. <laughs> And there's a big, horrifying, chunky, vaguely humanoid-shaped goo monster composed oh. of goo and obsidian, oh. and it roars at you. Uh, Drazilia's up first. I'm going to say hey, hey. the thing is about 40 feet away from you, uh, standing at the base of the obelisk. <laughs> Lucky I have all of these ranged spells. Yeah. Does the obelisk look one normal? What did you say, Tom? Does the obelisk look normal? It does. It looks like a regular web obelisk, not like one of those weird ones that you've now seen a couple of. That's a very astute observation. So in theory, we could just power it up and bounce. You mean you without fucking try. this dude? I mean, genderless mass. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How very gooderonormative of yeah. I know. Gooderonormative. Hashtag not all goo monsters, Grace. Wow. All right. Hey, Druzzy, you're up. I disintegrate. You disintegrate the goo boy. Okay, what does he have to do? Con save? Yeah, I don't have to attack? Dex save, because he has to try and get out of the way. Dexterity saving throw. Okay, here it is. It's going to be a big, chunky one. It is a nine. So he did fail the dex save. So he can take a, yeah, 10d6 plus 40. Do you want some d6s? Yeah, I'd love. How many do you want? Four? So, a sickly green ray emerges from the tip of Drazilia's staff and blasts into this horrifying goo fiend. It gets blasted because it fails to get out of the way. How much damage does it take? 67. Oh, actually, I've just... Sorry, I've actually... This is a real thing on the spell of the on the stat card. The devil... The devil? That's not what it's called. <laughs> Jesus, I'm having oh a bad... <laughs> what have you summoned in the world? <laughs> what an accidental reveal. <laughs> The devil yeah. himself. Hail, pay The creature has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. So oh, I just going to try that again. Oh, it actually rolled a one this time. So go hey. how much damage was it? Because it 67, rolls a 67. one, can it take two extra damage? Uh, uh, nice, the uh, sex yeah, number. So 69. You know what, dude? It'll take two extra damage, <laughs> yes. but, but the, 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 the fact that it took 69, it finds so nice that it regains two hit points. But it did take oh. 69 damage. Yeah, two points right. of joy. Just, 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 yeah, two points of joy. The mere thought of sixty-nine. It was like a yeah. second wind for this thing. <laughs> All right, there goes disintegrate. And it, it, it says, "Hey, nice." Okay. Um, the next one is is Chunkus Dunkus. Give me now, that chunk. This may come as a surprise to you, Ben, but mm-hmm. I am going to hit it with my big sword. But you have uh, to get so over to it. It's 40 feet away from you. It's 40 feet away from me. 
That's well, what I said, homie. Okay. We did that whole bit about ranged spells. Yeah. Huh? Don't worry about it. Okay. Forget Shoot about it. Um, uh, I will move towards it for 25 feet. I will nice. then. Uh, is ready still a thing? Can I move and ready in action? Is that a thing I can do? I don't yeah. know. You can ready in action. You can. I think ready in actions technically aren't in 5th edition, but I will take it if the DM will allow it. I'm yeah, going to yeah. ready I'll, in uh, action to uh, attack it if it moves within my reach. Okay. Interesting. Smart. 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 So you're putting yourself Tactical directly maneuver. between your companions yeah. and it. Yeah. Because I can move up to it my next turn anyway. So I may as well. Nice. But would you not just attack it for free with a bow now or something, or a range weapon, and then attack it next turn? Well, I wager it will move up to me, and I'll get an attack that's actually going to be good instead of a shitty little hand axe that'll do fucking nothing. Well, maybe. Oh, don't need to fucking swear at me, dude. But anyway, you <laughs> um. <laughs> fucking listen to me. <laughs> okay, it is now. It is now the Goofine's turn. And the Goofine raises its gooey hands up. And then from the ground underneath, not Duncan because he's moved away, but underneath Jody and Drazilia, a massive shard of obsidian protrudes out, pumping into your feet. Can I get a dexterity saving throw from both of you? Pumping into your feet! You can. Can I get a wisdom saving throw from you, though, Ben? Not my strong Um, This is an area of effect. It's not an attack. He just fucked your feet like he's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like oh. it. <laughs> uh, that's a 25 on dex, my friend. Okay. Which I think means you take no damage, right? Yeah. 10 for me. Yeah. See, Druzzy is... Un- so so the, the, the imagine like the ground beneath you on an angle, kind of angled uh, back, like on a 45 degree angle away from the clearing in the web storm. This like jagged platform of obsidian is emerging from the ground, forcing you backwards. Jody manages to deftly flip off it and land to the side of it, taking no damage. Drazilia is not so lucky. And Drazilia is catapulted a full 20 feet back what? into the silence of the webstorm, where she thuds against the ground and takes... So many dice! 34 bludgeoning damage uh, from oh the uh, combined impact of the obsidian shard and landing on the ground. She's also back <sighs> inside the webstorm. That is the creature's turn. It then looks down at the two remaining in its clearing and roars. Now it's Jody. Um, well, Jody's going to have to use like the spring forward uh, from his deck save to sort of like speed uh, towards that big boy and strike it with his quarterstaff. Nice. Give me those attack rolls, however many you're making. He's he's huge, by the way. He's 15, 15 feet tall, I think I said. All right. I'm going to use a key point to uh, try and get a stunning strike on him. Ooh, where's my hat? Nice. And he needs a con save? Uh, yes. 23? No, 25. Uh, that'll do it. Uh, it'll be a 30 to... Hit, sorry, a 29 for me to hit, though. Yeah, that, that definitely hits him. He's made of yeah. goo and glass. Seven plus. So was that nine damage to you, sir? That, that'll be nine damage, yep. <laughs> yep, nice. Great, and now I'm going to attack him again. Um, I'm going to try and yeah, strike it. one more time. Okay, great. Rolling a con save. Uh, Twelve on the con save this great. time. Great, he's stunned for a round. Um, which means, do I get advantage on that? Okay, here it is. Stunned, if he is indeed stunned, he is incapacitated. Uh, attack rolls have advantage. 
Nice. So he can't do anything and we get advantage against him. I'm sorry to fuck you up with your held act- ready to action. But anyway. Um, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> it was going to take over because he's had his turn in. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, true, 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 true. Anyway, uh, point is, I'm also going to uh, flurry of blows now. So I'm really burning through those key points. So I'm going to get two attacks on him now. Um, Give me those attack rolls. Uh, so the first one's an 18. Uh, yep, that'll do it. And the next one is a 28. Yep, that, no, that one won't do it. <laughs> um, I'm also going to uh, add an effect. Um, I'm going to try and I'm going to take a strength saving throw, um, and I'm going to try and uh, flip him back uh, from me towards Duncan. <laughs> oh, nice. How far can you flip him, my dude? I love that. Um, I actually don't think it's that far, but it'll, it, you know, yeah, economy of movement. It's it, it, it's a good. Did idea. you say he's 15 feet tall? All you have to do is knock him to the ground. He enters my attack range. Oh, really? He's you have to knock him to the ground over. Beyond you knock him to the ground yeah. in my direction. You don't even okay. have to make him travel. If you like <laughs> sweep the leg and knock him yeah, down, yeah. Well, it's going it's, it's to be a deck save to, to go prone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prone him at me. Does he have disadvantage because he's, he's incapacitated? Oh, automatically fails strength and deck saves. So he well, falls on down. <laughs> great, great, great. Um, now let, let me roll my, uh, yeah, my millions of dice. So I think I have 3d8 worth of successful rolls there. Um, five... 14, 3, so 17 damage as well uh, from me. And that's my turn nice. finally done. Before we get back around to the top of the order, which is Drasilia deep in the web storm, Duncan, your ready to action triggers as this goo monster like falls over Jody. Jody's now like in between its legs as it falls like a tree trunk. And uh, it just lands head first down in front of you, paralyzed on the ground. Uh, go ahead and give me that fucking ready to attack action. That's kind of a sick move. Yeah, you know it's coming at you. So because I have advantage, because he's stunned. You do. Uh, and prone, anyway. Uh, all three of these are going to be uh, Great Weapon Master. Power attacks. Extra power attack maneuvers. Fuck yes. Um, so roll those with advantage, subtract five off them, and tell me what they all are. Okay, so the first one to hit is going to be 21. Yes. Oh, this dude's is so fucked up. I'm so excited. And that... Is uh, six plus three is nine plus ten is nineteen. Nineteen. Um, nice. Do I deal extra damage because it's not metal? Is that a thing, or is that just to hit? Yeah, it's to hit. It's to hit. Yeah. Cool. Then second attack. Seventeen to hit. Unfortunately, no. Your your blade turns off like a particularly hard chunk of obsidian inside his gooey form, and you deal no damage with your second powerful attack. What if it was 18 to hit because he's not metal? Uh, then 18 yeah. would be the number. So, oh. very good. <laughs> yes. What's the metal thing? Do you remember when I sharpened my sword at Espera? Yeah. yeah. That's fucking tight as hell. Hell on that big nice. whetstone? Yeah. I'm so glad you remembered that. That's, That's eight. I've got it written on my sheet, dude. Eight plus... Oh, nice. Even better. <laughs> I'm glad you wrote it down. It's 14. 24 damage, that one. Yeah, nice. Okay, you're like carving chunks of goo and obsidian out of his body. Um, I'm going to eat that goo for dinner. Now, here's my third attack. <laughs> like, fucking 25 to hit. Yep. And obviously, this one is going to be a menace maneuver. Um, so, I'm adding Ooh. a D8 to the damage as well. Extra. Uh, I'm roaring at him on this. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, that's 6, 10... Another 10, 20, plus that 6 is 26. Jesus, okay. 
How much damage did you just do, Dunk? Like a uh, disgusting amount. 60, but... Like just a, a, a frankly illegal <laughs> amount. You <laughs> carve a bunch of big gooey chunks out of this uh, sweet, gentle obelisk guardian who really just wanted to be your friend. And now we're back around to Drazilia. She's lying on her back in the web storm as chunks of little pieces of black glass are bouncing off her face. And, uh, yeah, it's silent all around. You can't hear anything, and it's all weird and wavy, and you have a hard time seeing. Do I know which way I came from? Now, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, you're probably lying on your back, so you've been, like, blown directly backwards. I go towards my feet. Um, Yeah, you can run directly towards your feet if you'd like. Okay, I move 30 feet. Nice. So you get back into the clearing. Well, actually, if you move 30 feet in that direction, you run into a giant chunk of black glass that was uh, where you used to be standing just inside the clearing of the storm. Is it uh, just there? You... Like, would I actually run into it without seeing it? You'd, you'd see it emerging from, like, the wavy, hazy uh, space right. in front okay. of you, but it so is, really like, right there it. at the edge of the storm. <laughs> yeah, you can probably run around I probably it. don't punch um, 30 into my number-crunching brain. Yeah, and then just, like, like run directly, yeah. Yeah, you have agency yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you can run around it, and uh, then you can stand back in the clearing and you can see this exact same situation that I've just described. What do you do? Is the Guardian looking bloodied? Or you might say... Uh, he's looking good. Yeah, he's yeah, looking good. like he's had some goo removed from his form. Um, okay. And still um, still stunned, yeah? Still stunned and prone on the ground. I mean, I, I guess. The, the, how does the stunning strike thing it's a, work? It's, it's a round, yeah. So I guess when he makes my turn, he'll stop being stunned. Uh, so given that he's not really going to be doing much jumping out of the way, I think I uh, cone him with a bit of cold. From where you're standing, there's no way you can't hit Duncan. <laughs> like, Duncan is between you and him. Uh, I can't, like, run around a little bit. You used all your move to get back here, bud. Hmm. Okay. Because of how close the last kind of call that Donkey got caught in <laughs> took us to the brink of our friendship, I think I might. Um, I think I might find. Really not him. reminding you to see if Drusilia had forgotten. <laughs> so like, well, I have to roleplay my. Uh, well, Drusilia's forgotten. Attacks back. Grace has it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you metagaming? Oh my god. Oh, uh, Grace, this is a role-playing game. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna fireball instead. Okay, nice. Well, he fails the deck save because yes. he is, yeah, not, yeah, made not of doing that. moving objects right now. So go ahead and roll your fire damage for me. So you, gotta, you better die this time. Yeah. So a big fucking fireball explodes on the uh, stunned ass, hacked up corpse of this goo monster. Um. How much damage does it deal? Uh, it's 44 damage. Oof, nice. Okay. Mm. A giant roasty toasty fireball. Probably, uh, Duncan and Jody both feel a wave of heat radiate off this fucking explosive fireball that, uh, lands square on the, uh, big boy. And... It's only 34 damage. it is... I masked Sorry? it wrong. It's 34 damage? It's 34. 34 damage. Nice, okay. <laughs> Great. Well, he takes that anyway. It's very roasty and very toasty and very fun. And in the sun. He's got sunburn. He should have slip slop slapped. Anyway, now it is DK's turn. You've got this boy. He's before you on the ground. Well, uh, given I'm still going to have an advantage, I'm just going to keep power attacking his ass. Yeah, nice. Um, and I, I want to be clear there. I specifically mean his ass. Well, you'd have to run around to his ass to do it because he's facing you head first right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. He's jo- 15 jo- feet Jody's, tall. Jody's got I the have... butt covered at the moment. Okay, okay. <laughs> but you're welcome to join. 
It's a two-man job. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, you know what? You keep working on the yeah. ass. I'll stay up here with his head and just try okay. and cut the thing off. Yeah. Just in case you want to, like, double our DPS or something. Like yeah. <laughs> okay. First attack roll coming in hot. Uh, 20 to hit. Uh, yes, that hits. Get to reroll those ones for the damage. Turns them into an 11 plus a 10. That's 21 plus the 6. That's 27 damage. Fuck yeah. Okay, Love that you one carve hit. more chunks of goo and glass out of his butt. Second attack. Comes in Ooh. hot. Ooh, the best I'm giving you is a 14 to hit. That's not going to do it. Third attack. It bounces off a chunk of gooey glass. <laughs> God, how many times do we say gooey glass? <laughs> Let's find out. Third attack. Coming in hot. Uh, 21 to hit. Get to reroll that. Two. It gives me another two. Get five. The six turns into 11. We have the 10. That's 21 damage. Nice, yeah, okay, fuck yeah, he takes that 21 damage, and he does not like it. He's starting to look like he's been uh, gooed and glassed around a fair whack today. Starting to. But he's a big goo and glassy boy. You know what, I think you said goo and glass just enough times to prompt Duncan into using his action surge. It's time for (laughs) for this round. It's coming in hot once more. I'm really looking for this critical, because I want to make the best use of this turn. Anyway, no critical yet, but we still got two more attacks after this. This one, uh, we're looking at... Six on the 11, which is 17, which we remember isn't good enough, but thankfully I get the plus one for the non-metal, so it's Love 18. It. That's a hit unless anything has changed. Love that sharp sword. It, oh, it hasn't yes. changed. We get a 10 on the dice. We get a 10 from the power attack. We get the six. That's 26 damage. Fast maths. Let's yes. do it. Then, quick maths from DK. He takes um, it. He's, this, he's looking a little This chunky. is now attack number five coming oh. in. Um, it's a 1 and a 14. Of course, we don't need the 1. The 14 goes down to 9. We add that onto 11. That's 20 to hit. We don't even need that plus 1 for the non-metal. Damage dice go to 7 plus 6 is 13 plus the 10. We're looking at 23 damage on that one. It's now attack Ooh, number days. 6. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Ah, still no critical hit, but the 13 is going to take us home, I think. That fire, uh, I mean, I guess you got all the power attacks. Five, right? eight, get 19. So we're going to throw a menace again in on here. Oh. Uh, Jesus. Uh, so we put that forward, that's six, that's 10. We got the other 10, that's 20, that's a nine, 29 damage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, you bring your greatsword down in between the fucking big chunk of glass that makes up this thing's head, and it just shatters beneath your sword. Yes! And, uh, sparks of grey glass shoot off in every direction. That was a beyond deadly encounter! <laughs> One round, baby! One round! <laughs> Hello, it's me again, and not just me this time. This time, the DM of this podcast that you're listening to is accompanied by the rest of the people of the podcast. Whoa! Can you imagine if we didn't say anything? (laughs) (laughs) You just really fucking hung me out to dry. (laughs) Hey, how weird and crazy is this? You're used to just hearing from me in the middle of the show, but everyone's here. And here's why. Because we are going to pick the winner live right now of our art competition. I have collated the shortlist finalists of the art competition, which is, we teased it, we teased you in the pre-roll with one uh, HDW-laid haiku. Uh, we've, got, we've got more of those coming, and we have an art piece which was sent in by L. 
Uh, so we'll be looking at that, McPherson? and we'll be looking at the haikus yeah. and the body, the body and the center. <laughs> so, what do you guys want first? Do you want the haiku or do you want the uh, the art piece? What do you want to talk about first? So we've got a multimodal final here. Yeah. Very exciting. Well, I was thinking the art piece. All right, so I'm going to drop it in the in the boy now uh, in the boy. Facebook thread, so you guys can have a good look at the gentleman. <laughs> It's a piece of artwork entitled R.I.P. Garrick, and <gasps> I am really into it. I, I, I also, this is why I think it's someone who's kind of only recently started listening to the show, because it's a very early piece, right? Like, it, it's something that happened. <laughs> That's the first episode. Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. goodness. <laughs> so, uh, does one of you want to describe what we're looking at here in R.I.P. Garrick? Um, so we're... I would say looking at a MS Paint file. <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing what, it's like what, like Ep One or something like that. We're like heading towards yeah, the Temple of Knowledge scene from Episode One. Um, we're outside the cave. This is when Garrick was like dying. I remember what were we attacking? Yeah, I really so, like so how Garrick just... isn't wearing pants in this shot. <laughs> let's just well, okay. Let's just describe pants. it. Let's Garrick just describe it. Well, and you know what? An aggressive pervert. It seems like. <laughs> I'm going to message the person back and ask them if it's okay to share this one on Twitter. And if so, I'm going to tweet it out. Yeah. So if you want to see it, go look at at late on Twitter so you can get a picture of this. But just to describe it to you, but what it appears to be is the clearing, the clearing in front of the entrance to the Temple of Knowledge. There's like a bunch of trees in the foreground and then there's a big green clearing and then there's some like rocky mountainy stuff with like a cave mouth in the back. And there is what I'm guessing is the bugbear, this big, yeah. awful oh, yeah. looking man wearing studded leather armor standing in the middle and then off to one side lying in a pool of blood is who we can only assume is the aforementioned Garrick resting in peace who has a speech bubble that says arg dot 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 fuck. Whoa, whoa now, you have to do it in the Garrick voice. Sorry, yeah, right, I am the person who can do that, can't I? <laughs> this is an authentic Garrick quotation. Ugh, fuck. And he's got a, a spear sticking out of his chest. So that's the first piece of art. This is a, dr- a drawing of Garrick being Garrick impaled by a spear. On. Yeah, the trees kind of have faces. Is he the Pope? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's wearing shoes, okay? Get with it. So Garrick's wearing three tones. You gotta like that. That's a cool look. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, and the bugbear has a frowny face on him, which I also greatly enjoy. Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot to like here. Lot to like here. I mean, it's it's something someone drew. I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask this person if we can tweet it out, and if we tweet it out, then go look at at hwlaid on Twitter, and you will see it. So, shall we get on to our second finalist, yes, which please. is the rem- the remainder of Richard Romer's haiku? Okay, yeah. Now, I am going to say the document is titled "H.W. Laid Several Haikus." Jackson already corrected you, Jackson the poet. It's haiku, the plural of haiku. True. Um, fish. Now, Jackson, we've already we've already read one of them, but you, being a poet, of course, Jackson, should I read them in order to preserve the intention of the artist? I think so. I think we should we should at least ourselves here in the room get a little uh, little taste of uh, the preview again. So I reckon you should read the whole document in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here it is. Here are the five HW laid haiku by Richard Romer. <laughs> Starting, and I'm going to point out when things are spelt wrong. Um, no, not not spelt wrong because we've never like well I don't know, we've written character names in like show notes, but it'd be easy to miss those. I, I'm not I'm not gonna I am gonna point out one very specific error <laughs> in the name of a character. All right, here's the first haiku. Druz disintegrates. Jody defies gravity. Duncan swings a sword. 
Aww. It's just a bit of a scene setter, an introduction yeah. to who, mm-hmm. who we all are. Mm-hmm. The next one, I, I really like this one. Escaping big bees, villains with a Christmas flair. Duncan tells tall tales. Aww. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, next we have Nutty Professor. Gareth was supposed to die. <laughs> Potato Brothers. <laughs> Now, now, I'm pretty sure this is meant to be Garrick. Oh, <laughs> whoever's yeah. banged these out has has written Gareth instead of Garrick. But well, maybe, I like Potato maybe, Brothers. I mean, That's an underappreciated reference. I mean, also, like, this could also be like a prophecy. Like, maybe we were going to encounter Gareth that was meant to die. Oh, my God. And the return of the Potato Brothers. Yeah. Nutty Professor, yeah. I'm lost. That, that's like Al- Alvar Nettleford, I assume. Who's like the, hey, it's me, I'm the guy, and I know things about the cine. You know that guy? Uh, I assume that's who that's meant to be. But isn't the Nutty Professor um, one of those shows where everybody's played by one character? It's true. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, maybe that's what it's referring to, is I'm the Nutty Professor. I feel like, <laughs> oh, I feel like that's more likely. I feel like it's m- okay. more about, like... <laughs> it's not you, Ben. It's See, here we are analysing the artist's intent. Now, uh, haiku number four. Gross infiltration. Breathing the sewer water. Hate the fish people. That was, of course, our teaser haiku. It's pretty strong. It's very good. It's very good. And number five, shopping spree in town. Sticky traps and magic cloaks. A troop of actors? Question. <laughs> <laughs> now, reading this has reminded me about that whole troop of actors thing that definitely happened in Adelport that we have not addressed. So this is great because that is now going to inform part of the conclusion of the show because I have to weave that thread back into the narrative. Well, if you're any kind of storyteller. Yeah, I have to include what happened to Duncan's troop of actors that he hired. Regular J.J. Abrams and just let shit fall to the wayside is convenient. Uh, Okay, hey, so this mid-roll's been going for way too long already, but that's cool. Uh, So, what do we think, guys? What do we think? Are we going with Elle's probably comparatively high-effort art piece, or are we going with Richard Romer's potentially more detailed and uh, encompassing HW-laid haiku? I would suggest that Richard Roma's haikus should not be underestimated for their effort. I think, I think that's true yeah. as well. I think you you are jumping to conclusions in that regard. Okay. I think the the fact that they created a character called Gareth suggests <laughs> a narrative flair that I wouldn't expect from any fan art competition. I think that's exciting. Yeah, I mean that's that's you know, influencing the the media itself it's like, through fan exactly. art. It's like fan art meets fan fiction. Exactly. <laughs> I always want to say we have to wait and see if the prophecy is fulfilled to oh. really know the true extent. <laughs> it, and then thus not pay either party the thing. Yeah, so we're just saving me <laughs> 50 <laughs> bucks here. So I just think. I think. I mean, how can we know which yeah. had the more effort? Art is into subjective. It? We can't pick a winner. I guess nobody <laughs> wins. <laughs> Send him 25 each. Like. <laughs> let's I, take a vote, I reckon. Yeah, let's vote on it. All right. Um, I'm going to vote for Roma. Yeah, I love that richer Roma. I vote for L. <gasps> oh, boy, this is tough. Because I'm split also. I like them both. Oh, boy. 
Look, I like both of them. I, I'm calling it a dead heat. I'm abstaining from voting, which puts no. us in a, I guess, two and a half to one and a half vote situation, which means, of course, the winner is Richard Roma. Now, I'm going to message Richard Roma back, and we're going to have to find out who they are so I can send them their reward. <laughs> hey, let's just quickly clean up the other mid-roll mess that I usually do, just so I don't have to then re-record this again later tonight, as I'm putting the finishing touches on the episode. Um, thanks, as always, for listening to Chapter 50 this time of How to Win Loot and Influence Dragon. It's actually ludicrous that we've we've made 50 episodes of this uh, main story of the show. Um, so thank you so much. We really appreciate it. At least I do. And the others are here so they can speak for <laughs> themselves now. Yeah, um, are we going to have a mid-century it, crisis? Like, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, um, maybe. Well, we're, 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 tiptoeing, we're tiptoeing into the conclusion of the show here. So, uh, yeah, we're probably not going to reach the, the triple digits. Is this show going to die young? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Now, now we should say conclusion of the show, <laughs> meaning conclusion podcast. of this Carthus story, not conclusion of the existence of this podcast. We uh we don't know what's coming next yet, I suppose, but that's something we three should talk about. We four should talk about at a time when we're not literally recording uh, a mid roll. Other than that, hey, Sydney Fringe coming up next weekend. What what? If you're listening to this oh, and you yeah. live in Sydney, come out and see us at the Sydney Fringe Festival. You can get tickets on the Fringe website, or you can look on our social media because it's all been posted there, Facebook and Instagram specifically. I don't think we've put anything on Tweeto. Um, but yeah, go check out Curio Network and you'll you'll find the information. Um, yeah, anything else anyone wants to say this time? I think that's all the business we had to attend to. Yeah, just come to the show. It'll be fun. There's a bar there. We can have a couple of drinks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you could drink with us after the show. Yeah. Okay, I have to go back to my job now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been extremely pleasant to talk to you guys in the middle of the day. Yes, yeah, happy I hope lunch. the rest of your day. Go enjoy good. your science. <laughs> I always do. Bye, guys, and bye, fans. Thanks for tuning in. Love you. Bye. Bye. No, it was more than, yeah, it was two rounds. Well, sorry, one round for Jody. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Disintegrate fucking seven power attacks. <laughs> With advantage. Plus Jody. Jesus Christ. It, it, it was nine power attacks for me with advantage. That's a huge team Across. effort. Okay, yeah. Good team yeah. effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine fucking power attacks plus a goddamn disintegrate and a fireball. Tanked all the damage for us as she's meant to. Um, We all play different roles. Yeah. That was a ludicrous combination of things. I think that was like the first time uh, one of Jody's Sunning Strikes has actually worked. Like every time I roll a Sunning Strike, it's like, ah, nah, they saved. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I think it's the first time I've landed Disintegrate. This was like some. This was actually we we actually, we played Dungeons and Dragons for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean. That was yeah, actual yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Well, we did. <laughs> yeah, what is that this was me team? actually looking at the rules, trying to be like, okay, no, he's probably got a, a, a way around this thing. Nope, he doesn't. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, guess what, motherfuckers? Ding, ding, you level up. Congratulations. <laughs> Come at us, unlucky 13. Oh, oh all right. No. Let's this do is, it. This is the level we all die. This is the level. I'm currently just looking up absurdly dangerous monsters. And that's <laughs> fun. It, it, it's fun now in the end game to just have you be like, yeah. now this fucking monstrosity comes in and what are you going to do about it? Hey, let's do those hit point rolls. Who wants to be first? Me. Me, me, me. Okay, Drazzy. You're in, Draz. I'll take mine. Thank you. What was it? It was a five. Fuck me! (laughs) (laughs) Drazzy with the hit points! The beefiest sorcerer in Carthus. Okay, who's up next? I'll go. I rolled a one for what it's worth. 
Nice. What do you I add con again? mod plus one. Con mod plus one because you have the dragon thing. Tight. Um, all right, I roll a six, so I'll probably take mine. Yeah, nice. Good. Okay, nice. I rolled a seven, but don't worry about it. All right, DK, you're in. Well, now, this may come as a surprise to some. I've been planning it for weeks. BMAC, you know this. But Duncan been doing a lot of moving around uh, and has ultimately started living a lifestyle quite different from the one that led to the existing 12 levels in Fighter. Oh, wow. Is this life not imitating art and uh, Duncan's lost a bit of weight? Is that what you're saying? Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, yeah, the planet, yeah. planet lost a few moons, in, huh? In, in the... <laughs> wow. <laughs> in the way that I went around Europe drinking <laughs> Guinness and eating meat and bread and putting oh, on yeah. weight, Duncan walked around Carthus eating and drinking whatever he could get his hands on when he was desperate for it. And uh, he's... He's become more in, in tune, perhaps, with the natural world a little bit, rather than just the okay. regimented life of a soldier. All right. His mind is starting to open up. As you may recall, I took that uh, feat. I've forgotten what it was called, but it was the one that made my wisdom higher at the last level. Sure. Yeah, yeah, the awareness one or something. Awareness, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, Duncan's mind is opening up the more he learns about the... Uh, the Sine? Yeah, the Sine. To reflect all of this, Duncan is actually now... Cross-classing into Ranger. Whoa! What? Huge. Nice. Huge. Um, so is that a D10 hit dice? It is... Yes. Which is the same as my existing hit dice. Screen. Yeah, so that's really convenient. Um, okay, I've rolled mine, dude. Roll yours and then decide. I'm going to keep my seven. Hey, well, guess what? I rolled a ten. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, still, I yeah, had to... You, I had you to don't exactly... <laughs> You're not really wanting for hit points. Yeah. <laughs> I crossed 100. Yeah, nice. So okay. I, what are you on? 102. 104, baby! Love it. <laughs> I'm on 130. Uh, look at look at this monk finally edging ahead of the sorcerer. <laughs> I think you've been two hit points ahead for a while. Well. Brilliant. Let's do the thing. What happens to everybody at level 13? What does everybody get? Uh, I got something. I got one thing. Do tell. Um, so, Jody, uh, monks level 13 get Tongue of the Sun and Moon. Um, oh, nice, dude. So, starting at 13th level, you learn to touch the key of other minds so that you can understand all spoken languages. Moreover, any creature that can understand a language can understand what you say. So, Jody's can just sort of, you know, a real man of the people now can understand <sighs> anything spoken and can communicate C-3PO to anyone. C-3PO human oh, cyborg yeah, relations. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's a protocol droid. <laughs> Oh, it's man, true. If that. only he had any charisma and he could be a real uh, a real political, uh, you know... Political to be threat. fair, C-3PO does not have a lot of charisma. That's true. I have made... I've, I've, I've done a bicentennial man on C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking sick. So Jody's just like a friend to all creatures now. And they're not mm-hmm. allowed to attack him until he attacks them. I love all of that about him. Who's next? Gracie, what happens to Druzzy? I'm, I'm assuming T needs to fucking read up on what a ranger yeah, is and does. A 13th level, Gracie, you just get a 7th level spell slot. You know, no big deal. No big, yeah. no biggie. No, no you just biggie. gain an entire new level of spell slot. Um, and so... your proficiency bonus goes up to plus 5, I think, for all of you. Oh, really? Oh, sick. So you should all gain 1 to your to hit and also to all of your proficiencies. Cool. Good. So, Druzzy has been... You know, she's dealt out quite a few fireballs... In her time, she's really been honing her craft. Oh, I'm so excited for the seventh level spell. 
I think she's just finally figured how to take it up a notch, and she has learned Firestorm. Oh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what does Firestorm do, dude? Firestorm is, well, it's massive. It's like 10, 10 by 10 feet cubes. It's 10, 10 by okay. 10 feet cubes. Yeah. Uh, do they have to be touching, or can you place them? They have to be touching, but in any shape that I choose... Right. And nice. So you could make like a cool S shape. Oh, nice. Like one of those, like, did you do in uh, high school? You know what I'm talking about, guys? Those cool Superman. <laughs> yeah, I don't essence. think you can make that one, but you could make something that looks like it. Well, okay. <laughs> and I believe it's just 7010 by damage. Oh, boy. In every creature in the cube? Uh, yes. Man, this is how Drozzy kills yes. the entire party. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> yep. Jesus. 10 foot cubes. Jesus. Yes. I guess you can't stack them on top of each other and make one person take 70d10 fire damage. (laughs) I mean, only only if they're like 70 feet tall, right? Oh my god, yeah, Jesus, like a giant. Oh god. (laughs) I think it would still just be the one. If you choose, plant life in the area is unaffected by the spell. Mm. What a fun, you know, (laughs) bio-agent. You know, she's an eco-warrior. Yeah, that's true. She's got to be eco-conscious for the ranger in the group. How you going, Tom? Um, are there any l- languages that we've been hearing our enemies talk? So the thing is that Jody now speaks all languages. <laughs> but are there any languages that we've been hearing our enemies talk? I mean, like, yes. Like, I assume most of the humanoid languages you've probably heard at some point or another. Um, there's a, definitely an ancient Sine language that, that you probably... Basically... You know what I would give you? If you wanted to pick that as, like, part of your meta for, like, Ranger... Um, I would give you that... This is as part of my favourite enemy, Humanoid. Yeah, okay. I mean, I I would say, like, if you wanted to... I'm not going to say you can, like, speak it fluently, because it's not, like, a language that really is alive and spoken. But I'll I'll give you enhanced comprehension of, like, Sine texts that you find. From, like, having spent a lot of time in those ruins and, like, seeing them and, like, studying them. Cool, cool, cool. What what am I putting, like, semi-proficient Sine? Yeah. In Sine, yeah. Sine Elvish. So, cross-classing into Ranger. I, I get, like, some things from it, and not all things. That's basically how cross-classing works. Uh, so, you know, hit dice, as we mentioned, is the same. I get one new skill proficiency. I'm taking survival. It's a bit of a... You know, we got a Venn diagram of all being pretty good at survival, but yeah, you'll see nice. why in a sec. We're, we're like a high-wiz, low-end party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, our yeah. I then get favoured enemy. We're using the revised ranger from Unearthed Arcana. I checked that with BMAC weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the only good ranger class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the play, player's handbook, yeah. that makes sense. Um, uh, so my favoured enemy is humanoid, which is basically like humans, elves, dwarves, orcs, goblins, like all sorts of shit. Uh, fish, people. <laughs> uh, and I get plus two on all uh, damage rolls. Is it dice? I hope it's dice, but it won't be. No, you get a plus two bonus to damage rolls. But that still could be plus 12 a turn if I... On a turn when I action action surge. Yeah. Um, Jesus. And I get, like, advantage on wisdom survival to track them and stuff. That's, like, any humanoid. (laughs) Um, And recall information about them. So I'm really good at remembering... Well, look, it's still an intelligence check, but I get advantage on an intelligence check to remember things about any kind of humanoid. Uh, And then I also get a language. So we're going with uh, semi-proficiency and Sine Elven for that, because BMAC reckons it's OP to let me just speak it, Uh, which is fair enough. (laughs) That's probably fair. Um, And then the other thing I get is Natural Explorer, because obviously we've been doing all that exploring. exploring. 
I ignore difficult terrain. I have advantage on initiative rolls. Ooh, that's really That's good. huge. Uh, on my first turn during combat, I have advantage on attacks, attack rolls against creatures that haven't acted yet. Fuck! This is why I yep. haven't even read this yep. dot point yet. Yep, yep, yep. Ranger, advised ranger is very, very good class. This is what I've been missing for so long playing fighter was like things. That's um, true. You better get back to that monster manual, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I can understand any language now. What are you going to do with your encounters? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we should ask them what they're saying to each other, like at all points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What was that? What, was that? Hmm? Um, what else did I get? Difficult terrain doesn't slow our travel, Fuck uh, yeah. but it'll still yeah, affect dude. you too in combat. Uh, we can't become lost except by magical means. Nice. Uh, even when I'm engaged in another activity whilst traveling, such as foraging, navigating, or tracking, I still remain alert to danger. Very good. Uh, if I'm traveling alone, yeah, I can now move stealthily at a normal pace. Shocking, given who you are. Clanking <laughs> around in armor. Um, That's insane. Yeah. Uh, I thought about taking the skill proficiency for Ranger as stealth, but I was like, I'm always wearing this armor. There's no yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. When I forage, I find twice as much food as I normally would. This is a running joke for anybody who's deep in the way rules are written in the PHB. In the PHB, that is part of Natural Explorer as well. And she's like, you find twice as much food as you would, but nowhere else in the PSP say does how it tell me how find, much food yeah. you would find. <laughs> and for a long time, it's like, this is the stupidest thing. But this, I think somewhere Gags. in the... <laughs> Guy Gags himself put that weird thing in. Yeah. But I think in the DM's guide, it tells you yeah. how much. It's a silly yeah. thing. Anyway. Uh, and whilst tracking other creatures, you also learn their exact number, their sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. The tactical knowledge. Like yeah. two or three thousand yeah. so years. It's just is... gone through the roof. Yeah. I, I'm basically a one-man vanguard that the enemy hears coming. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay. That's fucking dope. Should we move on? Yeah. Yeah, let's. Yes. let's. Okay, bats and ghouls. You're still sitting in this clearing in the web storm. The storm is still raging around you for what it's worth. Like, there's still a storm going on. But it's like an 80-foot diameter clearing... And in the middle of it is a Cine obelisk, like ones you've seen before. And this dead, shattered creature is before you as you're catching your breath and, you know, Druzzy's patching up her wounds. And what do you guys think you want to do? Is there anything worth, like, scavenging from the creature? It's made out of goo and glass. Let's bottle up that goo. But, like, yeah, like, what kind of, what kind of goo is it? You know what I mean? Like, how It's often- like the same kind of web goo. Druzzy leaves them with the goo. You you carry around goo traps. What do you, you should want to refill your traps. Where do you think your right. goo comes from? <laughs> look, I, I, yeah, you love the nuggets, but you know, like, look how they're made, do you? We could all, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Jamie Oliver showing you know, his exactly. Kids. Gracie, um, I'll let you. I'll let yeah. you refill one of your web traps, your goo traps. But in order to do it, Druzzy's gonna have to go swimming in the goo. Oh, pass. <laughs> um. <laughs> we could all style our hair with goo. <laughs> She chose the goo like trap there's something about she Mary? knows how horrifying goo right. is. Right. She doesn't want to humiliate herself. She just yes. likes something about Mary. Hey, so what are you doing? I mean, we're going for the obelisk, right? Yeah, but like, what? Sword's drawn? What? Yeah, always. All right. Well, let's just fucking do it then. Get your goo in your pockets. Here well, we I guess come. Let's, <laughs> let's tell Garrick that we're about to go into a Pop dungeon. out somewhere that we don't know. Yeah. What? Okay. Does that serve any... Nah, nah, fuck it. Let's just keep going. Yeah, let's just... Let, yeah. We're, go, we're going rogue, okay? Yeah. Well, I've got ranger, but... Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 now there's more goo from us throwing up at how bad that joke was. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I thought it was pretty good. 
You guys walk up to the Cine Obelisk. This is now a familiar routine for you. You even know the proper series of incantations and gestures to do in order to make the obelisk transit go smoothly. And Trasilia does those incantations and gestures, and the orbs, the spheres of glass embedded within the obelisk, light up, and you guys feel like you always feel when you travel through one of these obelisks. You feel a sensation of being sort of fading away and being sucked into the obelisk. And then you're standing in a dimly lit subterranean space somewhere in the material plane back in the real world. But you're not alone in this room. Sitting cross-legged with their back against a wall a few dozen feet away on the far side of this dimly lit chamber... The three of you see a figure that you haven't seen in a long, long time. And as Valeria looks up from her lap and spies the three of you standing next to the obelisk, she draws in a deep breath, clutches her side, and says, Well, you sure took your time. The fee for this job. We're having a chat about that. (laughs) Did we ever get paid? Did she disappear? How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.